The following is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. Parking the Bus podcast can be followed on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Or if you have an Amazon Echo by simply saying, Alexa, play the Parking the Bus podcast. Don't forget to check out the show's homepage at www.parkingthebusmedia.com. What's up, PTB Nation? Welcome to another episode of Parking the Bus here on the PTB Media Network. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinu, here once again to talk football with you tonight. We're talking South American football, talking Brazilian football to be exact, uh, or not to be exact, but to be uh, more specific. We're going to spend a lot of time tonight in Brazilian football round 15 of the Brasileirão is in the books with the exception of one match. And by the time you watch this, that one match will uh, most likely be completed or in progress. But at the time of recording, there's one match left to play. So we're going to break down this round 15 of the Brasileirão, my favorite league in South America, as you know by now. And as you know, it is uh, always always a joy to cover this league, talk about this league. There's always surprises every single weekend. You never know what's going to happen. This is always um, an up-and-down league, an up-and-down season for everybody. And this week is prime example of that as we have big guns falling, little guys fighting, and some of the early uh, some of the early leaders, if you will, some of the early front runners have fallen back to the pack, back to the peloton. Uh, fixture congestion starting to set in. And uh, Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana coming up this week. We'll talk about that also tonight. And before this episode ends, we will hit Liga Argentina or Campeonato Argentino. I forget. I can never remember the name of the league in Argentina. It changes almost every season. But we will remember that. Okay. I mean, we will look at that and uh, we will Take a look in Argentina and see what's going on. See who's leading. It's early still, but it will be uh, it'll be an interesting uh, an interesting topic, no doubt. So we have an action packed episode for you. Sit right there. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to start talking Brasileiro. It's this is a short thirty second break for those of you watching. On YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, of course, as you know, I am the Mister Mike Agustinio. Uh, go to the PTB Media Networks. YouTube page right down there. Hit subscribe. Hit the little bell next to it so that you know when we are up, when we are live. Okay. Um, big shout out to everyone that tuned in last night, Sunday night's episode, uh, the traditional Sunday night 8 p.m. show. 
did a monster number for us on Periscope. Biggest number I have ever done. Doubles my previous number. Uh, nearly 600 of you tuned in to watch live on Periscope on Sunday night. I had Leo on from Better Than Dog Vegas. As you know, he's the host of the Pitches and Pints show every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. on the BTV network on Better Than Dot Vegas and on their Twitter feed as well. That's where you can watch it live afterwards. The show gets uploaded to their their page. So um, go back and check it out if you haven't. It was great. We talked Leo Messi. We talked uh, Euro Leagues. We, we broke them down. We previewed them. And then we talked about utter nonsense for about 20 minutes. He dragged the sh- show on something only he can do to get me so off topic and get me talking about anything but what we're here to talk about but uh we had a good time um there was a lot of involvement from uh from some of the listeners from some of the viewers we got some good feedback and like i said the show did a i'm i'm shocked the show did a real good number and i'm blown away and i'm so thankful to everyone who took some time out of their Sunday night to listen to a couple of us, a couple of degenerates talk footy um, on on a, on a video podcast or on a podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, don't forget, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, on uh, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening, okay? Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're getting this podcast if you're listening, okay? Make sure you can you give a review as well on Apple Podcasts, okay? It helps get Parking the Bus out to more people. Um, really struggling with the podcast side of it. I'm going to be honest with you. Doing well ever since we went to video, but it has hurt some of the download numbers. So if you are watching the video, please continue to subscribe to the podcast. Download it if you can. Delete it right away. That's all good with me if you've already seen it. But um Really, really enjoy. I really, really appreciate the support and hope that uh, you can continue to support in that way. And we can continue to build this base and maybe set this thing up to bring you even more content and better content going forward. All right. Quick break right here. Like I said on the podcast, you're getting an ad for everybody else. Okay. On video, I'll be back in about 30 seconds. This is Parking the Bus on the PTV Media Network. This is episode 69. All things regarding the biggest club in Portuguese football. That's right. Stay up to date on everything regarding Benfica by listening to the Mr. Benfica podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast or by listening on www.mrbenfica.com. Season 4 is underway. Catch it today. And we're back here on Parking the Bus, episode 69, the Mr. Mike Agustinu here with you again on a Monday night this time. And we're talking, uh, we're talking Brasileirão to start. And I've got a cheat sheet here. There's been more news. Okay, it's that time of year where this is the time of year that the clubs in this league really, really um, dread, to be honest, as it is transfer season and players in this league, as you know, the European Sharks come around 
and they scoop him up. We've already seen this season. We've seen Jerson go to Marseille. We have seen uh, Luan Perez go to Marseille as well. Okay, some more moves this week in the Brasileirão. The big one out of Palmeiras, the league leaders. Matias Binha is out. He, the left back, is on his way to Europe. He's going to go play for José Mourinho in the Serie A. He's going to Roma for a fee of $14 million. And uh, he has signed until June, June of 2026 with the Rossaneri. And that is a huge sale for Palmeiras as he is marketed. He has a market value of 5.6 million. Roma paid seven, paid 14 million for him. Excuse me. Uh, also, big news, and this guy, I mean, he just finished about 36 hours ago, just finished winning the Olympic gold medal, which we haven't even talked about the Olympics on this show. I meant to. Um, perhaps I'll get to that today because it does, in fact, it, it actually involves Brazil. So we'll we'll hit it at the end of this segment, actually. Um, We'll talk briefly about it. Brazil wins the gold medal. Claudinho, last year's top player, if I'm not mistaken, one of the best players in Brasileirão, a guy I tipped to really blow up this season with Bragancino. Well, it's not going to happen. Red Bull Bragancino have sold Claudinho. He never even came back from Japan. It's sad. I know the team is doing well overall, um, hitting the skids a little bit, but Bragancino... Um, has sold Claudinho, a player valued at $9 million. He has been sold to the Russian Premier League, to Zenit St. Petersburg, the defending champions, for a fee of $17 million. A big profit for the side from Braganza Paulista. And Claudinho has signed with Zenit for uh, until June 2026 as well. Again, $17 million is the price tag. And that is U.S., I'm pretty sure, that he has gone to Zenit for from Red Bull Bragancino. Uh, also a move, uh, Juventud yesterday signed Oprado Ferroviarius Ricardo Bueno. He came over for a, on a free. He signs until December 2022. Uh, Athletic Paranaense send uh, Denner on loan to Chapecoense until the end of the season. Lucas Estives of Palmeiras. He goes on loan to Major League Soccer's Colorado Rapids. The left winger will now be a teammate of my former player, Dominic Baji, a guy I coached back in the USL. Uh, very excited to see Colorado, um, you know, start to, to, to make some moves. And Lucas Estives has gone on loan until June of 2022. That's an odd time. Uh, for a deal in Major League Soccer, but perhaps, you know, the Colorado Rapids or Major League Soccer will uh, will exercise some sort of buyout clause at that point or some sort of first option to buy in June of 2022. Nicolas Hernandez has come to, to Atlético Paranaense on a free. He's come from Portuguese second division side, Nacional, um, and he signs until June 2022 as well. Leo Chu of Grêmio. Oh, for a fee of $3 million, Leo Chu leaves Grêmio. He's going to Major League Soccer as well. Now going to Seattle Sounders. $3 million, as we said, is the price tag. And he has signed it with Seattle Sounders until December 2024. Rafael Lunguini has left Santos. He has gone on a free to Opradio Ferroviario in Serie B. 
and um, no other real notable transfers right now. Miguel Borja, actually, this is another notable one. The Colombian has left Palmeiras. He's going to Gremio. He has a market value of 4.1. He's going on loan to Gremio. So Palmeiras shedding some of that excess baggage right now, loaning Miguel Borja, the striker, to Gremio. Gremio really, really struggling right now. Um, they can use all the help they can get. So they're going to get a little help here from Palmeiras. Those are some of the main transfers this week. And right now, before we move on to this week, let's go back to last week for a second. Let's revisit the Brasileiro Team of the Week for round 14. I'm going to put that up on the screen for those of you watching right now. Um, courtesy of our own pod, of our own homepage, the the www.parkingthebusmedia.com page. You can find it there now. It is right under the video of yesterday's episode 68. It is the Brasileiro Team of the Week, week 14. As you can see it there, it starts with Santos's goalie, João Paulo. He's in, in, in goal for this week. The SOFA score, of course, is the site that produces this team based on their rankings. This week, the rankings select a 3-4-1-2. Um, in front of João Paulo, they have, they have Atletico Mineiros' Nathan Silva uh, as the right center back. Leo Ortiz of Red Bull Bragantino in the center position, center center back or the deep-lying center back. Well, Kaiki of Santos is the left center back for in midfield, like we said. Mariano of Atlético Mineiro is is uh, the right midfielder. Bruno Prachet is a very good player, guy that's really making a name for himself this season for Red Bull. Red Bull Bragancino, he's in there with the seven point eight rating. But Ayesh of uh, I believe he's from Sport Recife, uh, eight point one. While Fortaleza's da David has a seven point six. Flamengo's Georgian Arascaeta. The Uruguayan pulled an 8.5 in round 14. He is in the team of the week in the number 10 position. And in front, it is Sierra's Rick with the 7.8. And, of course, Flamengo's Gabigol with the 7.6. That is the team of the week for this week. And, um, well, or for last week, I should say. And uh, obviously, congratulations to those guys. Uh, if you want to see it, it is up on www.parkingthebusmedia.com. I'm going to start putting the Brasileiro team of the week there every week. And um, you'll be able to catch up on it there. Okay, let's get to round 15. That's where we stand tonight as we have... All the matches, as I said, but one complete. One match to play. That's going to be Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So um, it'll be over by the time you watch this, essentially. But it's not over in time for recording. So it is Gremio hosting Chapecoense, interestingly enough. And um, they will be playing at home in the Arena Gremio. So we go back to Friday's results. Friday started off the round. It was... Sports Recife at home against Red Bull Bragancino. And another another disappointing result for Red Bull Bragancino, a team that I have been very high on, as you know. I have you know, told everyone to, to watch them this season, and they got off to a great start. And then once the Copa Sudamericana came into play, once they started to have to manage and rotate the squad, they've dropped points. Continue to drop points. Yes, they got Copa Sudamericana coming up. 
And uh, I guess that's where their focus is because, again, two points dropped. Two points I think they should get on the road at Sports Recife. And the other team I said at the ons- at the outset to to watch for continue to slide our, as well. Third defeat in five for Atlético Paranaense. Antonio Oliveira is now starting to feel some of the pressure from the supporters and from the media in in Curitiba, in the state of Paraná, as Atlético Paranaense lose two to one at home to São Paulo on their artificial surface. The tricolor from from São Paulo come in and take all three points. Also on Saturday, you had Cuiabá taking on Bahia. 1-1. They share the spoils there. Now, the big game Saturday night was in the state of Sao Paulo. It was at the at the Allianz Arena or the Allianz Park, as it's called in Sao Paulo. Of course, that means I'm talking about the Verdão. I'm talking about Palmeiras. They're hosting Fortaleza, one of the surprises of the season as well. Palmeiras, the leaders to start out this to start out the week. And let's take a look at the lineups here, starting with the leaders. Palmeiras, managed, of course, by the Portuguese manager, Abel Ferreira. In goal, they have Weverton returns after some long duty on essentially on the bench uh, for Copa America. He was behind Ederson and, and Alisson. He played in one match of the, of the seven that Brazil played at Copa America. Um, the right back is Maike, as Gabriel Menino still away at the Olympics at the time that they played this. Luan Garcia is the center back, along with Gustavo Gomez, and Renan Victor is the left back. Double pivot in midfield, as is a custom. Patrick teams with Zé Rafael, three attacking mids in front of them. It's Rafael Vega in the number 10 position with Gustavo Scarpa, one of the most informed players in the league right now. Uh, he is he is going down the right, attacking midfield side. Wesley down the left, and the striker playing in front of them is William. For Fortaleza, the team managed by Juan Pablo Voivoda. Uh, he he comes out in a three-five-two. Marcelo Bock is the goalkeeper. Obuek. He's the three defenders in front of him. Tinga on the right. TT, the center, the central defender in the left center back is Marcelo Conceição. Five in midfield. The wide right wing back is, of course, the very highly to- touted and someone I have uh, talked about for quite some time here. It's Yagu Pikachu. He's playing as the right wing back. Lucas Crispim is the left wing back with the three man center midfield tandem of Felipe in the hole. Mateus to his right and Jusa to his left. Two attackers. It's Romarinho and Hobson for Fortaleza. This match uh, had everything. It got out to a flying start, let me tell you. An absolute flying start. It was in the 12th minute. TT, the center back, uh, inadvertently puts the ball into his own goal. That's right. TT picks up the OG, the own goal. And Palmeiras take the lead at the Allianz Park on their artificial surface. But six minutes later, it didn't take long. It was Marcel Cosaison, the left center back, gets on the end of a ball. And he gets the equalizer that is in the 18th minute. And his equalizer 
comes courtesy. It comes, uh, it actually was unassisted. So it is Marcelo Conceição getting an unassisted goal here in the 18th minute in the 21st. And on Victor of, of Palmeiras picks up a yellow card. He goes in the referee's book. 25th minute only, seven minutes after equalizing. The visitors go ahead. Fortaleza take the lead thanks to Hobson, and it is two to one. But before you can blink, nine minutes later, the Verdon, the Copa America winners, the current holders of the Copa America title, pull level. Who else? William on an assist from Gustavo Scarpa. I told you he is in form right now. Gustavo Scarpa, of course. Gustavo Scarpa, excuse me. Um, it's 2 2 after 34. In the 36th, Philippe goes in the book for Fortaleza. In the 45th, it's Zé Rafael's turn to see the to see the yellow card before halftime for Flamengo. Come out in the second half, and we got a whole host of substitutions here on the hour mark. Dudu replaces Wesley for Paulo Fajeda's side, for Abel Fajeda's side, excuse me. Uh, Palmeiras also bring in Victor Luiz for Hinan Victor. And Gabriel Veron replaces Gustavo Scarpa. All three substitutions made on the hour mark. Four minutes later, Fortaleza counter. Wellington Paulista replaces Hobson. And Igor Torres replaces Romarinho. Remember the name, Torres, okay? 71st minute, um, just after Palmeiras has had subbed in Daverson for William. It is Philippe, the holding midfielder, the number six, the Volanche. The, the trinco, you know, the uh, the pivot. He goes into the referee's book for a second time. Sees a second yellow. He is off, given his marching orders. And Philippe gets an early shower. Fortaleza down to 10. But it's not over yet. The 73rd minute, Luis Adriano comes on for Rafael Vega. And for and Palmeiras look like they are the team much more likely to, to nab a winner here. They are the league leaders playing at home, after all. And in the 73rd, Fortaleza try to, to counter. Anderson comes in for Mateus, and Bruno Melo replaces Lucas Crispim. Victor Luis sees a yellow card in the 78th minute. That's an important one to remember in the 84th. Patrick sees a yellow card, but in the 90th, it's Victor Luiz again. But no, it's not scoring a goal. It's picking up his second yellow card. And just like that, Palmeiras are down to 10. We're playing 10 v. 10. Eight minutes of stoppage time given. And in the 90th plus five. And what was one of the most beautiful plays I have seen in quite some time. Okay? Quite some time. Bruno Melu on his horses, sprinting, keeps the ball in with a last gasp effort. And just absolutely sprints it down, chases it down, keeps it in play. Palmeiras don't close him down. He switches the ball on a long diagonal. I mean a long diagonal. Picture perfect right onto the foot of who else? Yago Pikachu. Pikachu brings it down with unbelievable class. And then he beats the defenders. He beats uh, Luan in the back on the dribble. Gains the inline. Starts to come towards goal, slides it back into the open space. The central defenders are beaten. The ball finds, I told you to remember this guy, Igor Torres, the substitute, and he buries it past Weverton. Fortaleza steal a winner in the 90th plus five. It's an upset at the Park, Ali at the Park Alliance. 
it is an upset. The leaders lose at home on the verge, you know, again, perhaps guilty of looking forward towards Copa Libertadores. And it is Fortaleza 3, Palmeiras 2. Fortaleza take all three points. Upset here. And it was a tough weekend, like I said, for the teams at the top of the table. That brings us to today's matches. And we start off earlier today. America Mineiro winning at home against Fluminense. And Fluminense continue to struggle. They continue to struggle. Um, of course, they uh, already played their first round leg of the Copa Libertadores quarterfinals. I'll talk about that in the next segment. But struggling to find results right now in a dip of form. Perhaps they don't have the depth to be battling on all these fronts at once. But again, very difficult. They pick up a loss to America Mineiro. Juventud host the other side from Minas Gerais. It's Juventud hosting Atlético Mineiro. And Atlético with the chance to go top of the table. That's right. Atlético with the chance to go top of the table. And they do not let it squander. Atlético Mineiro pick up the victory on the road. They win 2-1 to one at Juventud. And just like that, we have a new leader in Brasileiro. It is Atlético Mineiro. Remember, they were there last year. Okay, they led for quite a while last season. Uh, last season, they were managed by Sampaoli. This season, managed by Cuca. And Cuca's got them in first place right now. And certainly, the Galu are very ecstatic. The supporters of the Galu are, are over the moon right now. They just want to fill the Mineiro. They just want to get in the stadium and support their team. Right now, still no supporters in Brazil. Of course, the COVID situation in Brazil, not, not good. Um, and it, it, I mean, right now they're just, they're just battling and just trying to, trying to see it through. But uh, in the foreseeable future, I don't think there's going to be supporters. And it's a shame for such a well-supported club as Atlético Mineiro, the Galo. Go take over the top spot uh, with a 2-1 win on the road at Juventud. In the state of Sao Paulo, we have a, a local derby. It is Santos taking on Corinthians. And it does not live up to any of the hype as the two sides uh, remain at null. And they cancel each other out. A nil-nil draw for Santos and for Corinthians. Also a nil-nil for Sierra and Atletico Goianense. Bringing up to the marquee match of today's, or of last night, excuse me, of yesterday, of Sunday. It is Flamengo back at the Maracanã hosting the team they beat at the finish line last season. Hosting Internacional de Porto Alegre. Remember last year in the penultimate round of the season. In the Beta Rio, in the home stadium of the Colorado. The home stadium of Internacional de Porto Alegre. Flamengo went in there and won. They pulled an upset and, and won. And they they put themselves. And basically, actually, that was the win that won them the Brasileirão last season. That was the win that gave them their second straight Brasileirão title because on the final day of the season, neither team won. So Inter was not able to catch them. How would it go last night at the Maracanã? 
Okay, again, also nobody in the house as usual. The lineups starting with the home side, managed by Renato Gaúcho. Renato Gaúcho is undefeated going into this match as the manager of Flamengo. They just won on, on midweek against ABC in the Copa do Brasil, advancing to the quarterfinals of the Copa do Brasil. Um, but then they came into this one, I think, looking ahead to Copa Libertadores. And in the end, I think they pay the price here. But Renato Gaúcho sends out a 4-2-3-1. Diego Alves is the goalkeeper. The Chile international, Mauricio Isla, is the right back. Gustavo Henrique and Leo Pereira. The center backs with Felipe Luis as the left back, the double pivot. Willy Arão and Diego in the center of the park, playing behind three attacking midfielders. Georgian de Hascaeta in the number 10 position. Everton Ribeiro to his right. Bruno Henrique to his left. And the one and only Gabi Gol as the striker. No reason for this team to put this type of performance in. That is as close to the best 11 as you can get without selecting the best. If there's any question there, maybe it's a different pair of center backs. But even then, this is the first choice team for Renato Gaúcho. And I honestly don't know what happened here. Uh, let's go to Internacional's lineup for their manager, Diego Aguirre, uh, the goalkeeper, Daniel, in a 4-2-3-1, the four in the back. Renato Saravia is the right back. Bruno Mendes and Victor uh, Cuesta are the center back pairing with Paulo Victor as the left back. Double pivot in midfield for them as well. The two teams mirror each other with the same exact system of play. Rodrigo Lindoso and Rodrigo Dorado are the double pivot playing in front of the magician Tyson. I love this player. Tyson is one of my favorites. I loved watching him at Shakhtar Donetsk when he was playing in the Ukraine. Uh, he was a very, very good player in the in in the Ukrainian Premier League. Played very well in the UEFA Champions League and in the Europa League for them. Uh, he's wearing the number ten. He's playing in the number ten, and he's got Eddie Nielsen to his right and Patrick to his left, and they're playing behind the striker Yuri Alberto. Uh, remember that name? Yuri Alberto has himself a career matchup tonight or last night, excuse me. And in the 19th minute, it got started. It was Yuri Alberto with the goal in the 19th, but he didn't stop there. 41st, it's Yuri Alberto again. 70th, Yuri Alberto again. In between those last two, there's a 55th minute goal from Tyson. Yeah, Internacional goes into the Maracana and wins 4-0. A big shock because Internacional struggling this season. They're near the bottom of the table. They're they're not much better than the Porto Alegre rivals, um, Grêmio. And this is a shocker. I mean, Flamengo, with the golden opportunity to catch the teams in front of them, the golden opportunity to shorten the distance with Palmeiras, knowing Palmeiras had lost, lost sight of what they were doing. I think we're thinking ahead to Olympia already in the in the Copa Libertadores, and instead find themselves taking the worst beating that I can remember Flamengo taking in some time. It is Renato Gaúcho's first defeat, and Internacional just absolutely blew them out of the out of the off the pitch today. What a performance from Yuri Alberto here on the Fop Mob! They give him a rating of nine point six. That is damn near perfect. 
you can bet he'll be in the next team of the week next season. Uh, probably the player of the week uh, in the Brasileirão this weekend. And it is Internacional. What a weekend. Again, the big teams fall. Palmeiras and Flamengo lose at home on a crucial weekend right before Copa Libertadores play. While the Copa Sudamericana sides, um, Rebel Bragancino and Atlético Paranaense also drop points. And Grêmio is playing tomorrow, but they, they've already been eliminated from the Sudamericana, if I'm not mistaken. But again, teams are just trying to figure out how to handle this fixture congestion now. It is something that is. It's a lot more difficult in South America than it is in Europe. You don't have the same depth in your squads, okay? You have to go to under-20 players or to B-team, not B-team, but under U-20, U-23 players if you need squad rotation. And Flamengo opting not to rotate the squad and instead take a thumping, which can very much affect their confidence going into the Libertadores this weekend. Uh, this week, I should see this midweek. Well. On the other hand, Palmeiras also playing with what they had. I mean, they used the best guys available, and they lose right at the death to Fortaleza, which, you know, is is a good team, but it's still, I think if you're Palmeiras and you're, you're the champion of South America, you want to be the, the Brazilian league champion, the Brasileirão winner, you have to take care of business, even against Fortaleza, even on the eve of a continental matchup. But on this weekend, it was upset with weekend and it belonged to the smaller teams so let's take a look then at the table now uh in the brasileiro as we are 15 rounds in now and again with just one match to play atletico mineiro takes over the number one spot this week they have 34 points from 15 matches palmeiras second with 30 also from from 32 excuse me also from 15 matches with 30 is Fortaleza, the surprise, you know, one of the shock sides, one of the upstarts, one of the pleasant surprises in Brasileiro. Um, very much on the back of Iago Pikachu. They are in third place with 30. They're only four points behind Atletico uh, Mineiro right now for the lead. They're right there in, in striking distance, and the top four is rounded out by Red Bull Bragancino. 28 points from 15 matches. Uh, they are Four better than Flamengo, who are in fifth. But Flamengo have two matches in hand. They've only played 13. They have 24 points from those 13 matches. Atletico Paranaense, my other wa uh, side to watch. Right now, hanging on in sixth place. They've played 14 matches, so they have one in hand on the top of the on the top five on the top four. Uh, they have 23 points right now. Seventh belongs to Sierra, 23 points as well. Santos and Atletico Goianense share eighth and ninth. They've each got 20 points. Bahia is 10th with 18. Internacional climb all the way to 11th. They now have 18 as well, as does Corinthians in 12th. 17 points for Fluminense, like I said, struggling. Uh, Fluminense is falling out of the Sudamericana spots right now. Uh, 17 points from 14 matches. Juventud are in 14th with 16 points from 14 matches. Spot Recife 
15 points, 15 matches, one point per match. They are averaging their 15th. They are only one point above the relegation zone right now. Uh, as São Paulo are in 16th, they have climbed their way out with their win this week over uh, over Paranaense. São Paulo now have 15 points from 15 matches as well. They are 16th, and they are one point better than América Mineiro, who are 17th right now in the drop zone. The same amount of points as Cuiabá in 18th. Grêmio, one of the giants, one of the not that long ago they won the Copa the Copa Libertadores, and they now find themselves in 19th place with only seven points, but they've only played 12 matches. They have three in hand on the first team in safety, which is Sao Paulo. So even though they are eight points behind, if they win their three in hand, they're safe. They go into the safe zone. Um, that's a big ask for a team that has only one win. And unfortunately, it is Shepakowins in the cellar right now. 20th place, four points. Let's look at the the top goal scorers right now in the Brasileiro Serie A. And we have five, five players sharing the number one spot. Five players with seven goals apiece. Bruno Henrique of, of Flamengo, Hobson of Fortaleza, Gilberto of Bahia, Hulk of Atlético Mineiro, and Mateus Peixoto of Juventude. Uh, next in 6th and 7th place is Red Bull's Italo with 6 and Inter's Eden Nielsen with 6 as well. Next week's fixtures or the next round's fixtures in the Brasileirão. It starts off Saturday with an early match and these are in U.S. Eastern time. Uh, these, these times are in Eastern time. Uh, Red Bull Bragantino and Juventude at 4 p.m. on Saturday. These Remember, all these matches available to stream on Paramount Plus here in the United States. So if you're not a subscriber to Paramount Plus yet and you are a football fan, what are you waiting for? They have the Champions League. They have the Europa League. They have the Europa Conference. They're <laughs> In two weeks' time, they got the Italian Serie A. They have the Brasileiro, and they have the Argentine League. If you're not subscribed yet it is five dollars a month my friends five dollars a month for all that action this is not a paid ad this is me telling you to go out there if you love this game go get paramount plus they do a great job and uh, again all these matches available on paramount plus 6 p.m eastern time on saturday atletico mineiro host palmeiras first versus second this is a monster matchup my dvr is set um i can't wait to see this one Saturday, 6 p.m. It's going to be very, very exciting as the Verdão travel to the Mineiro and second travels to first and see which team takes control of the table after this massive matchup. And then in the nightcap Saturday, São Paulo hosting Grêmio at the Morumbi. And then on Sunday, we have a whole slate of matches. We've got... We've got six on Sunday, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time with Corinthians versus Sierra, Flamengo versus Sport Recife. At 5.15, we have Bahia taking on Atlético Goianense and Cuiabá taking on Atlético Paranaense, as well as Fortaleza taking on Santos. Can Fortaleza keep their form going next week? 
we shall wait and see. Internacional Porto Alegre, fresh off their big victory in the Maracanã over Flamengo. Will next week host Flamengo's arch rivals and Carioca rivals and fellow Maracanã tenants, Fluminense at the Beta Rio, of course. And then on Monday, August the 16th, Chapecoense hosting America Mineiro. That's going to do it for Brasileirão this week. I'm going to take another short pause. When we come back, we're going to talk about Copa Libertadores. Okay, we're going to take a look at the quarterfinals coming up this, this week, and we're going to look at Copa Sudamericana as well. It'll be a quick one. Um, I'll be back in just a few moments for you on the video. If you're listening on the podcast, I'll be back even quicker. You're listening to the Parking the Bus podcast here on the PTB Media Network, your English language home of Copa Libertadores. Welcome back, Parking the Bus, episode 69. Let's move now to Copa Libertadores. We're at the quarterfinal stage of my favorite tournament, maybe of all the tournaments in club football, maybe even more so than the UEFA Champions League, just to the less predictability that you get in South America. And in South America, you just never know. Even if you get a 3 or 4-0 first leg, it's never over. In the Libertadores, let's take a look at the fixture list, okay? One match played last week, like I said, last Tuesday. Fluminense, 1-0 winners at the Maracanã over Sejo Porteño. The Paraguayan side unable to get a result in Rio last week. And now tomorrow, or yes, tomorrow on Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time at the Morumbi. It's an all-Brazil affair. As São Paulo hosts the defending champions, Palmeiras. This could be a very, very uh, spectacular matchup. As both teams have ambitions to lift this trophy. São Paulo are going to try to forget about their domestic form. They're going to focus solely on these on this match. These 90 minutes in their stadium. And try to set themselves up. And put themselves in prime position to advance to the semifinals. It's getting close to crunch time. We're starting to separate the contenders. From the pretenders in the Copa Libertadores, Wednesday, a 6.15 Eastern time kickoff. And it is in Paraguay as well. It is Olympia taking on Flamengo. This match will be, of course, on on BN Sports. Uh, if you have the BN Sport Connect, you'll have it. It's on BN Espanol. If you don't, hopefully you have that because it is well worth it. If you need it, go go subscribe to Fanatis USA. You can get it for like again another six or seven bucks. You can get Fanatis USA. You can get the the Copa Libertadores and the Brasileira down there as well. As Olympia host Flamengo, Flamengo gonna need to turn this ship around. It's only one loss, and how they react to that one loss is gonna be crucial. They can either, you know, dwell on it and fall further or they can go out and take out their frustration on olympia either one very very possible so much talent in this flamingo team um like i said in south america it's never over and anybody can beat anybody anybody can even slaughter anybody 
And it's not as uncommon in South America as it is in Europe, for example, to have a 3-0 first leg and then the other team went 3-0 in the second leg. Uh, we'll see how Flamengo does with the travel, see how they do on the road here against Olympia. And then in the late game on Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, River Plate, the 28, the 2019 champ, no, the 2018 champions, River Plate, they are going to take on Atletico Mineiro, the new Brasileiro leaders. Uh, Atletico just knocked out River Plate's arch rivals, or arch enemy even, Boca Juniors, in the round of 16 on penalties. And now they are going to go after the next Argentine giant. They're going to try to keep slaying the Argentines. This one in Argentina, River Plate versus Atletico Mineiro. Uh, Marcelo Gallardo versus Cuca in the Battle of Managers. And there is a lot of stardom on display. A lot of very good players in this match. And there's a good chance it's going to get physical too. And there's going to be some real hard tackles. I think there's going to be some yellow cards flying. There's going to be some VAR reviews. And there's going to be some coaches or some players trying to obstruct the referee's view of looking at the screen in the VAR review. One of the things that really entertained me about South American football, Latin American football, to be honest. Uh, it happens here in CONCACAF as well as it happened in the final of the CONCACAF uh, Nations League where Tata Martino tried to prevent, the, tried to step in front of the referee and prevent him from checking the VAR monitor. Um, I, lo I love the football from this side of the world. Let me tell you, I've fallen in love with it over the last couple of years, and I, I truly get excited for these matches. And then Thursday, um, Thursday you have... You have Fluminense playing against. Okay, so I, I got to take that back. Fluminense's matchup last week was a second leg tie. Okay, so Fluminense will play Barcelona this Thursday. So that was a second leg tie. That was uh, completing the round of 16. I thought it was an early, uh, an early play into the quarterfinals. It wasn't. It was a round of 16 match. Because this Thursday, you've got Fluminense at home at the Maracanã hosting Barcelona Guajanquil, one of my favorite teams from the group stage. They've played so well this season in this competition. And um, they're going to try hard to break the Brazilian monopoly in this competition. Uh, very, very possible that we get four Brazilian teams in the last four of the Copa Libertadores this year. Both Barcelona and uh, and River Plate especially are going to try to prevent that Olympia as well too. But I think Barcelona and and River Plate a little better, a uh, little better prepared to take on the Brazilian Giants. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is this round of the Copa Libertadores. Let's take a look quickly at the Copa Sudamericana um, with qu quarterfinal matches starting. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, if you will, as I'm going to pull that up right now, just switching screens. And Copa Sudamericana, here we go. Here are the fixtures. Starts Tuesday in Argentina in the beautiful city of Rosario. It is Rosario Central hosting Red Bull Bragancino, 6.15 Eastern Time. Uh, available also on the BN Sports family of of channels. As uh, Bragantino need to snap out of their little bit of a slump they've been in. And I think they're very focused on this competition and have been dropping points due to their focus on this competition. 
has caused their domestic form to suffer. But I think Bragantino are going into this one with, with all kinds of uh, motivation. And I know they want to turn this around. I don't doubt it for a minute. Yes, they just lost Claudinho, but they really haven't had him all season. Uh, he's been away with this Brazil Olympic team the whole time. He's played very little in this uh, this uh, edition of the Brasileiro. And now they got $17 million more dollars to work with. But um, I like Bragantino in this one. I think they're going to beat Rosario Central, even in Argentina. But we'll have to wait and see. Another quarterfinal on Wednesday. Sporting Cristal taking on taking on Pinarol of of Uruguay, and that match will be played in Peru. And then Thursday, the other two quarterfinals: you got Liga de Quito hosting Atlético Paranaense at six fifteen, and then the late game on Thursday is Santos of of Brazil also hosting Libertad. That match will be played in Brazil, and. Um, Again, another you're not gonna get an all you're not gonna get a final four Brazilian team uh, all Brazil final four in this competition because you have Sporting Cristal versus Peñarol. So they will guarantees one non-Brazilian team in the last four. But the Brazilian league really with an opportunity this week and over this this round to assert their dominance in the region. If they get if they get four you know they've got seven teams right now playing in these in the last uh, the last eight of the two competitions. So seven in total out of sixteen teams still playing our Brazilian. This league is absolutely uh, asserting its dominance right now, and uh, we're interested to see what happens this week. All right, real quick, let's check out Liga Argentina and see where the league is at this early stage. And right now we're in the Liga Profesional. As also there was Co there was I should say there was Copa Argentina this past week, um, a very spirited but you know offensive lacking uh, Super Clasico in this round of sixteen. It was uh, Boca hosting River Plate, um, hosting I say, but playing in a borrowed stadium. As Boca would prevail on penalty kicks in that Copa Argentina matchup um, and advance to the quarterfinals. Let's take a look, though, at the league now. I've got the fixture list up. Here's what happened this past weekend. Three matches to play, though, tonight, Monday night. But it started on Friday. It was Sarmiento at home, a hosting Rosario Central. Yep, Sarmiento with the win. I just said that I like Bragantino to beat Rosario Central. They lose on Friday, so they go into this match on the wrong end. Also on Friday, Newell's Old Boys 1-0 victors over Club Atletico Platense. Uh, Saturday, Banfield 0, Tajeres 1, Union 4, San Lorenzo 0. That's a little bit of a surprising heavy result. Huracan 0, Lanús 1, Godoy Cruz 2, River Plate 1. Las Gallinas lose again. Los Millonarios drop another result. Uh, Gimnasia La Plata on Sunday. 1-0 winners over Atletico Tucumán. And also Vales Sarsfield uh, hosting Colón. They lose to Colón. 1-0 at home. Boca Juniors 1. Argentinos Juniors 1. Independiente 1. Racing 0. And then Monday's matchups as these will be over by the time you watch this. But you had 
Aldo CV hosting Defensa Justicia at 5 o'clock Eastern time. Also, Arsenal Sarandi hosting Patronato de Parana at 5 o'clock as well. And then Central Cordoba hosts Estudiantes La Plata. Let's look at the table in Argentina. Five rounds complete. Now, Independiente are the leaders with 11 points. Lanús, uh, Newell's Old Boys, and Colón next with 10 points each. Fifth place belongs to Godoy Cruz with nine. Racing is sixth with eight, as is uh, Gimnasia La Plata in seventh. But they also have eight, and so do San Lorenzo in eighth. River Plate right now in ninth place. They have seven points, same as 10th place Patronato de Paraná, 11th place Tajeres, and 12th place Atlético Tucumán. In, 12th, in 13th place Estudiantes La Plata. With six points, Argentino Juniors also with six points in 14th. Bonfield, 15th. They also have six, as do Aldo Civi in 16th and Sarmiento in 17th. Central Cordoba de Santiago are 18th with five points. Union also on five points in 19th. Urucan in 19th, as in 20th as well, excuse me, with five points, just like the teams in front of them. Now a group with four points. There's three of them in three Pretty big names. 21st is Defensi Justicia. 22nd is the champions, the defending champions. Boca Juniors, four points from five matches. Is Miguel Angel Russo in trouble there? Is his job in trouble? Um, just uh, just not playing well, this, this Boca Juniors team. Uh, and they're really, really struggling. They've been knocked out of the Libertadores. And now they are in 22nd place in the league. Not acceptable for the Genise. And they've really got to turn it around. And they've got to, uh, they've really got to go on a run here and climb that table if they want to accomplish anything this season. Arsenal Sarandi round out the teams with four points. They're 23rd. Belez Sarsfield and Rosario Central have three points each from five matches. And in last place, Club Atletico Platense, two points from five matches. Let's take a look then at the stats and the top scorers in this competition, in this league, the Liga Profesional. Jose Sand is in first place of Lanús. He has six goals. Miguel Castro of Estudiantes has four. Nicolas de la Cruz uh, of River Plate. Ramiro Carrera of Racing and... Martin Ojeda of Tajeres are next with three goals each. And then a whole whole slew of guys with two goals. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Parking the Bus. This has been episode 69. I want to thank everyone for joining me tonight. Hope everyone enjoyed. Follow me on Twitter. I am at Mike Agustinho. That's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. Follow the show on Twitter as well, at PTB underscore media. Also follow it on Instagram. Uh, the Instagram has not been as active lately, but at some point I have to change that start, uh, start building it back up. Also, make sure you go over to www.parkinthebusmedia.com. Check out the website. Give it a few hits for me. I got the team of the week from the Resolino up there as well as a video of the previous episode. And I've got, I've got, if you scroll just a little bit, I've got the playlist where you can relive Euro 2020 right there. All of the episodes from Euro 2020 are up on the website. 
go check it out. Okay. Um, still to come this week is a North American episode, if you will. It is a Liga MX MLS CONCACAF Champions League heavy episode. I'll go through all that later this week. Look for it in your feed. Make sure you subscribe right down there. Okay, make sure you subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple, on CastBox, wherever you listen to this show. And make sure you're you're alerted so you know when the next episode drops. It's gonna drop real soon. And uh, we've got we've got you know Concacaf Champions League this week as well. Enjoy the Copa Libertadores, those of you that are going to watch it. I hope you're going to watch it. I hope you give this competition a chance. It's uh, very exciting, very fun. So um, tons of football this week, guys. Tons of football. Enjoy it, all right? Um, I did say I would finish this up. Brazil, winners of the the men's Olympic gold medal in football. They beat Spain on in extra time on Saturday. Um, Saturday night in Japan, Saturday morning here in the United States. Um, a big, big result. Uh, a team that featured a number of Brazilian players. Um, I've said before, I've been critical of the Olympics. It's not a big competition to me, but clearly to this Brazil team that broke into tears immediately at the final whistle, it meant a lot to them. On the women's side, congratulations to Canada. Canada eliminate the massive favorites, the United States in the semifinals on, and then go ahead and win on penalties in the final, in the gold medal match. They beat Sweden on penalties. Congratulations to Canada. Your, your Tokyo 2020 Olympic women's football champions, the first gold medal, first championship of any kind for Canada. Congratulations to all involved. Um, the summer of football is now complete, I think, as we now move into what is kind of the fall, even though the calendar says it's summer, all of the summer tournaments are done and all of the seasons are either resuming in the Southern hemisphere or starting up in the Northern hemisphere, um, as well as here in major league soccer, which never stopped other than for, uh, I think two weeks during the gold cup. So Enjoy your football wherever you're watching it, okay? Any questions, concerns, comments, again, hit me up on Twitter at Mike Agustinho at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O or just drop it in my uh, in my DMs on Instagram on the show page at PTB underscore media. I'll see you next time for episode 70. Like I said, we'll talk Liga Mekis, uh MLS, CONCACAF Champions League. And don't forget, every Sunday live, on the feed is the Sunday night show. Uh, I'll be back next Sunday for that live. And uh, I hope everyone has a good week. Like I said, enjoy all the football you get this week and enjoy uh, your week and ha have a good week and, you know, get through it. And on the weekend, we will talk again. Uh, and, but like I said, one more episode to come to you this week at some point covering those leagues. All right. That's it from me. I'm the Mr. Mike Agustinio, and I'm signing off, and I will see you next time here on the PTB Media Network.